Ever since the lockdowns and everything that's happened here in Australia in the last two years, has your mental health taken a downturn? Hello, my successful and healthy earthlings, Mihaila Ragushia, naturopath and founder of the Natural Health Podcast. And in this episode today, I'm going to talk to you about isolation. I'm going to talk to you about the impacts of mental health and isolation and give you three tips to assist you with your current mental health. And in this episode, I'm going to give you an opportunity to join a health and success orange community by clicking below and join the natural health newsletter. Welcome to the Natural Podcast, where we bring awareness to sustainable health in the business hustle space. Natural Podcast is perfect for the high-performing business-minded individuals who want to work with the biochemistry to achieve success and optimal health. It's Mondays with Mahela. That's right, me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Absolutely love, 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 and appreciate your support. And if you want to know more about Natural Podcast, what we cover and things like that, make sure you subscribe, hit the bell notification button, and maybe even share it with a loved one so they get healthy as fast as possible. So let's get into it and let's talk about isolation and overall health. It's so interesting because in the last few years, there's so many things that have occurred, not just here in Australia, but all around the world that has isolated individuals mentally, physically, emotionally. We have been isolated, right? But then we think about, I've done an episode on isolation and what it can do on our health, but I thought I would recap and do another one because it is so, so interesting and key because a lot of people may be coming up with some mood disorders, depression, anxieties after all these lockdowns and think, what is wrong with me? We're finally able to live our lives. We're finally being able to do the things that we want to do, but I just feel like staying at home. Why is that? It's such an interesting question. But let's look at isolation and overall health. Social isolation and loneliness have been associated with an increased risk of chronic conditions such as heart disease, such as type 2 diabetes, chronic stress, depression, anxiety, the mood disorders that I was talking about. And, you know, social isolation has been linked to this. I think I should end the podcast episode right now because that explains everything that's been happening, right? I'll I'll go, I'll give you a bit more information. (laughs) I'll give you a little bit more. So perceived and objective social isolation have been linked to increase in all-cause mortality. That's all-cause mortality, so that I shouldn't even be laughing because this is an interesting and serious topic, but it's it's kind of like if the individuals that made the calls on social isolations, if they read the research studies that I've read on what social isolations does to individuals, it causes, causes death. So it, it just, it's mind-blowing. Anyway, okay, so, so let's, look at, let's look into... Um, um, uh, compared to other age groups, isolation learners may be more harmful to the physical, mental, and emotional health outcomes of older adults who may have reduced mo- mo- mobility and daily activity engagement. This kind of saying, comparing is the elderly here that are at most risk, but it doesn't mean that the young ones are not at risk. This is just kind of saying from one of the studies that I looked at that individuals who are elderly who don't have much mo- mobility, but that kind of looks at the ones in mobility and less social activities because they're the ones that are at home. But in in the last two years that's been all of us right <laughs> so we are all, we make up that population of, of that research study 
There are considered significant health and wellness issues in Australia because of the impact that it has on people's lives. Some of the measures implemented to manage the current infectious disease that's going around um, have been such as physical isolation, lockdowns, have had the potential to make things worse of pre-existing risk factors for social isolations and loneliness, um, especially for individuals living by themselves, um, being stuck at home by themselves, or even stuck at home for individuals they don't want to be stuck at home with. Or whatever, whoever you, even if you love the person you were stuck at home with, it's kind of like, oh, it gets like to that moment where it's like, oh my gosh, like, oh, I'm getting, I'm getting like <laughs> suffocated, right? Suffocation with your love. <laughs> um, so there was a uh, longitudinal study of 2019 impact monitoring survey, which concluded by the Australian National University. And they asked the Australians the question, this was throughout the pandemic, in the past week, how often have you felt lonely? What a great question to ask individuals, right? Uh, the response could answer from rarely or none of the time, some or little, occasional or moderate amount of the time and most or all of the time they could they could choose what they wanted to tick or answer and this was done between 2020 and 2021 this is just the recent things about isolations that i wanted to jump and jam pack into this episode so the overall uh, loneliness rates have fluctuated over the extent and impact of the current pandemic in April 2020, almost half, 46% of respondents reported that they felt lonely during the past week, and 40% reported an increase in the amount of time they felt socially isolated and lonely since March 2020. In May 2020, the proportion of respondents feeling lonely was just over one-third, 36%, and in November, it was 35%. In January 2021, the proportion of respondents who reported experiencing loneliness remained similar to recent collection months at 36%. So essentially, that is a large number of individuals, 40%, 30%. Wow, that is like a lot of individuals saying, hey, dude, like I feel lonely, right? I'm, I'm isolated. I feel socially isolated. So both of the social isolation and loneliness have have, have been linked to ill health and are common in, develop, in the developed world. A clear understanding of the implications of mobility and mortality is necessary needed to gauge the extent of associated public health challenges of the potential benefits of intervention it's kind of like saying what can we do to intervene what uh, so this is the stuff that you know people that come up with policies in public health they look at these studies and they go what can what can we do um these are the ones the individuals that go you know what we're gonna have more community classes we're gonna have more of a community feel we're gonna have this 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 but that all got stopped in the last two years no matter what these policymakers were putting into place for a community to be more engaged to be together because if we look at all the research that came out just before everything happened there was so much um talk about community there was so much talk about you need to hang out with your neighbors you need to do this you need to do that you need to be a bit, a bit of community there was so much talk of that and then bam it all gets destroyed for two years where we were all locked in so for the individuals they never felt lonely never felt being isolated it's like poor it was a big um hit in the face for them so essentially um Let's have a look at eight, eight databases with res, uh, were researched from 1950s to 2016, before the pandemic, uh, for English language reviews um, covering social isolation and loneliness. Um, the conclusion is the semantic overview highlights that there is a consistent evidential linkage, social isolation and loneliness to worse cardiovascular and mental health outcomes. This was known for 70 years, <laughs> 70 years. The role of social isolation and loneliness in other conditions um, and their socioeconomic consequences is less clear. So more research is needed in that part. So essentially, uh, so this kind of this research is saying policymakers 
the government um, should consider social isolation and loneliness as important upstream factors impacting on mobility and mortality due to the effects on cardiovascular health, number one killer in Australia, and mental health, a huge, huge burden in Australia here. So there should be prevention strategies such as volunteering, community gardens, community this, community that, getting in touch, not being socially isolated, being together. Uh, an interesting fact that I found, which I thought I'd chuck in here, is the relationship between income and loneliness varies actually depending on your age and your sex, right? So the interesting part is men aged 25 to 44 on high incomes were the loneliest. And while women of all ages on the low incomes were pretty lonely, but then that changed the higher the income became. So it's the men that we, the men that we're going to worry about, the rich men that are lonely and socially isolated. The women, they, they, as soon as they got the cash in them, they're like, "Hey, I'm going to socialize. I'm going to be out there. I'm going to be doing my jam." So let's have a look at mental health and isolation because I promise I'm going to be talking about this. So I found a research study um, that looked at disease contaminants. COVID nineteen has necessarily widespread social isolations all over, social isolation written all over itself. They aim to establish what is known uh, about how loneliness and disease contaminated measures impact on mental health in children and adolescents. The pandemic had resulted in governments implementing disease, the disease contaminated measures such as school closures, social um, distancing, um, home quarantine, home homeschooling, homeworking, home everything, right? So kids and adolescents experienced a long time um, in a state of physical and, and even social isolations from their families, their, 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 not from some part of their families, from their mates, from their teachers, from their community. And, and, and quarantine in adults had negative effects such as anger, confusion, even post-traumatic stress. There's some, so many individuals that are going to come out with PTSD from these. It's ridiculous. But um, so d- during all of this, there was a fear of infection. Um, so there was boredom, there was frustration, there was so many emotions that came out. Financial loss, a huge one. Um, Social distancing and school closures may therefore increase mental health problems in children and adolescents already at higher risk of developing mental health issues. Um and, and at the time, they were also experiencing anxiety over a... So you were kind of... The interesting part about this whole thing is you were anxious about getting the disease and you were anxious about not seeing your mates. So there was so many things that made people anxious. Uh, the rapid review suggested that loneliness that may result from the disease comment measures could be associated with subsequent mental health problems for young people. Strategies to prevent the development of such problems should be an integral part of government community um, changes. So kind of giving you facts and there's so many more research studies and you know yourself, you don't need a research study. You've seen, you felt it yourself. You've seen it all around you. What has happened to people when they have been isolated or what happens to people when they're isolated? What about that person that you know that retired um, and all of a sudden, a few years later, they passed away and it was so healthy because they isolated themselves. What happened to the individual that stopped doing the sports, stopped being part of a team and all of a sudden they got depression? What happened to you when you were physically and socially isolated how what an impact did that have on your mental health i can just imagine so let's look at three tips to improve your mental health right now what you can do right now so number one is consistency i would highly suggest being part of a community a team if you don't like sports do like chest um there's crocheting there's business meetings there's so many things going on but Make it a weekly, fortnightly, monthly event that you attend. And if that is not with a team, it may be with an individual. 
So you might have an individual or a few individuals that you catch up with monthly. So you catch up with them once a month, but you do different things. Someone might be playing basketball, hiking, playing cards, games night, uh, and social networking. Whatever it might be, make it consistent and book it in and put it in your diary, right? Number two is phone calls and video calls. Yes, we have changed how things are happening around the world. Um, if you can't see that person, pick up the phone, give them a call, um, do a video call with them. Do not make yourself be isolated or feel lonely. The other thing is, is third one is engage in volunteering here in Australia. There's, uh, there was a huge drop of volunteers throughout the pandemic. So there's so many places that are looking for volunteers. They're screaming out for volunteers. So if you have spare time, pick up, pick up your shoes, put on your jacket, go and volunteer and something that you love and create a community around it. I mean, there are so many things that you can do to increase your mental health right now to be more engaged with your community because you don't want that heart attack, you know, you don't want that diabetes. And if all it takes is being social, I mean, yeah, I'm up for it, right? So look, there you have it. Um, Please feel free to join the Natural Health podcast newsletter everyone's raving about it so many specials bonuses and straight into their inbox every friday check it out the link below um and if you want to um give this information to a mate that needs to hear about this a loved one you may just be able to help them achieve optimal health send and share it with them and do what you do best love like share the natural health podcast thank you for joining us on natural podcast remember the missing link between failure and success is your health Content and information provided here is opinion of Mahela Raguz and is for information purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. It is not intended to provide medical advice or take the place of medical advice or any current treatment you're undertaking. Consult your own medical professionals for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the Natural Health Podcast. It is advised that you consult your doctor or healthcare professional in relation to any health concerns you may be having. Mahela Raguz does not take responsibility for any health consequences which occur from a person listening, viewing, or reading this content. And in a Circumstances shall the natural podcast, Mahela Raguz, any guests or contributors to the natural podcast, or any employees, associates, or affiliates of Mahela Raguz be responsible for damages arising from the information provided on the natural podcast. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical conditions in either yourself or others. Please note if you're taking prescription, do not stop your medication or start a new protocol, including but not limited supplements, diet, lifestyle changes without consulting a doctor or healthcare professional. If you or any person has a medical concern, you should consult with your healthcare provider or seek other professional medical advice. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something that you have read or heard on the Natural Podcast or in any linked materials. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or emergency services immediately. Neither Mahela Raguz nor the publisher of this contact takes responsibility for the possible health consequences of any person or persons reading or listening or following the information in educational content.